My message this morning is entitled, Joshua's Final Message, taken from Joshua 23 and 24, but mostly I will expound on the first 10 verses of Joshua chapter 23. Under two broad headings, as Joshua gives his final sermon, he said two things, basically. If I were to divide 23 and his final sermon, it will be, what did God do to us? You can say a walking down on memories of the 24 years, that's how long it is, that they were already in a promised land by that time. A quarter of a century has passed. Joshua has led them. So Joshua now began to say, remember, this is what God did for us. But he didn't stop there. He went on to say then, when we look at these things, hey, what now should your posture be as we now move forwards to take the future? What did God do? Joshua then began to tell them essentially three things that God did for them. You know, maybe before I carry on further, as I read this passage and prepared this message for this weekend, you know, I am quite a sentimental guy. You know? I don't look like it, but I am actually. And I began to sing through myself, hey, SIBKL is also right now. Nah? Moses is dead. Pastor Chu is still alive. I'm not dead. And it's not my final message, by the way. Huh? <laughs> but coming to an end. Because I've already announced to my leaders in October last year that this is a period of transition in SIBKL. Not immediately, but over the next two to three years, I will transit. But even if I transit, I won't be raptured immediately. Eh? I see we are around one. Eh? It's like the passing of a baton, right? Do you stop running immediately after the baton is passed? No, you keep running, right? But the process has started. And I'll say this to you. So whatever I share with you now, as I glean from Joshua chapter 23, I want you to contextualize it in this season of SIPKL's journey. What has God done for Joshua? And what has God done for SIPKL in the last 27 years? First of all, Joshua said this, and I say this to you, church, the last 27 years, God fought for us. 
God fought for us. That's what Joshua said. Joshua 23, verse 1 to 3. After a long time had passed, 24 years, the Lord had given Israel rest from all her enemies around them. Joshua, by then very old and well advanced in years, summoned all Israel, their elders, leaders, judges, officials, and said to them, I am old and well advanced in years. Now you yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to these nations for your sake. And this is where I got my first point. It was the Lord your God who fought for us. Joshua said to the Israelites, in the closing stages of his life, and I say this to you as I be careful, in this period of transition, as we look back on 27 years, God fought for us, lad. God fought for us. Was it easy? No. We had challenging times. We had days of ups, we had days of down. You were day, you know, one of the questions that people love to ask me one, no. When I go to sales or when I go, Pastor, Pastor, huh, which is your most difficult moment? Huh? I won't tell you to publicly. Yeah, but there were difficult moments. But do you know that at every stage of our journey in SIBK, 27 years, and for Joshua, 24 years, there were challenges, right? AI, la, Jericho, la, name it. La. But every step of the way, God fought for them. And God fought for us. How? Little by little. You know, in SIBKL, we have a BM word for it. What is it? Langka. You're so good, goodness me. Absolutely right. Langka, demi, langka. For those of you who don't know what I mean, it is step by step. Just like God being with Joshua, fighting for Joshua, one inch by an inch, 31 kings, you know. Wow, the Lord did the same for us. Step by step. For 27 years, the Lord fought for SIBKL. But what kind of fight? Huh? Now follow me. Huh? It's spiritual. Joshua said this. You know, yeah, we fought 31 kings. We conquered the promised land. and not over yet. There's still much, much land to be conquered. God fought for us little by little physically. But more than that, he said that God drove away powerful forces of darkness. But I thought, Pastor, it was physical. It was physical. But overriding the physical is spiritual. Pastor, where do you get that from? Verse 5 to verse 7, Joshua said this. The Lord your God himself 
Not only did he fight for you, he drove them out of your way and he will push them out before you and you will take possession of their land as the Lord your God has promised you. So be very strong, be careful to obey all that's written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Do not associate, and this is the spiritual part, don't associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names of their gods. It is spiritual. But I thought, Pastor, he's only fight physically. No. Don't invoke the name of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them. And listen to me very carefully, my friend. I want to contextualize it as well, not only to the church in general, but also to your own life without sounding too hyper-spiritual. Huh? In all the 27 years, as I led SIBKL to where it is today, yes, we had physical transformation, Two premises, the church has grown 4,000 in numbers physically, now 15,000 by, by, by online viewers. We have grown. But overarching all these physical signs of growth, it is a spiritual battle. And God fought for us then. Step by step, the Lord drove out spiritual forces of darkness from the church and we began to gain ground, step by step. More than just a physical space, it's a spiritual influence. Listen to me very carefully. This is very, very, very telling. And I want to contextualize it so that you take home something from me this morning rather than talk about SIBK, 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 because I noticed there are visitors here. Pastor Lee Chu and I are very convinced one law. Now, you may not agree with me, but let me explain to you that basically the spiritual overrides the physical in our discipleship. Can I repeat that? This is a very important principle that I want to impart to you with a caveat, without sounding, Pastor, you're super spiritual. I'm not. Huh? I'm not hyper-spiritual one. Huh? My feet is very firm on the ground one. No? All right, you can be 110% sure of that. Huh? I'm a, I was a doctor before, so I'm very clinical in my thinking one. Huh? Very clinical in my thinking. So I'm, I'm not hyper-hyper-spiritual Right, I'm not, but having said this, in my life, the spiritual overrides the physical. What do I mean? I pray. I seek God when I make big decisions and when I make small decisions. I put Jesus Christ at the center of my life in all the critical decisions in our family. We build a family altar in the Chu family. And I tell my children to do that. Everything that I do, every decision I make in SIBKL, we pray, we seek God. This is what I call spirituality. It's not, oh, well, hyper-spiritual, to the point of being superstitious. I'm not. 
But I live my life like that. God is a center. I ask Him. He, I want to honor Him. I fear Him. Not afraid of Him, but I stand in awe of God. Every part of my life, even when I was in a workplace for 20 over years as an obstetrician and gynecologist, God is the center of my practice. Same for you. Where is God in your life? Is it afterthought? No, don't do that. Make Him the center. That's why when I say that God, the, phys, the, the spiritual overrides the physical, I want to encourage you. See things from a spiritual perspective. Why? Because when you and I begin to do that, a lot of things happening in the physical begin to merge into, into the background. You know, I'm going to speak to the senior citizens, I think this Friday, right, on Finishing Well. And one of the things I want to say to them from Acts chapter 20, now those of you who are senior citizens, I invite you to join in, is this. I will say to them, you want to finish well? Then you must see the usage of your time or whatever remains of your time on planet Earth, not in terms of engagements, meaning, oh, what's my engagement today? Huh? Uh, who am I meeting today? Huh? Don't see the usage of your time in terms of efficiency. Oh, how efficient is my management of time? No. Don't see the usage of your time in terms of effectiveness. How effective is it? No. It's not about engagements. It's not about efficiency. It's not about effectiveness. It's about eternity. How well you use your time for eternal value. Because you can finish with accolades everywhere. Degrees all over, and you end up with nothing. You don't finish well. You want to hear more? This Friday. But the key is this. In church, over the last 27 years, I've listed down a list of, of things that has happened where darkness has been driven out from families, from, from people's lives, deaths, marital conflicts, children doing well. You know marital conflicts? Fight, 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 almost divorce suddenly because they come to the church and under the presence of God, they reconcile. You know, we have cases almost going to divorce or no. We had one, one just off the, off, off the cuff, this is not my script, you know, no, we had one case remembered in SMCC, you know, uh, they were from Kuantan. So the, the, the husband and the wife really want to divorce, got two lawyers uh, to, to, to sign that paper that week. 
Why do, I don't know why they came to KL to get lawyers. Lawyers are not good enough, I don't know. They came to KL to sign. No? And amazingly, both their lawyers were Christians and they come to SIBKL. And guess what? Without the husband and wife knowing, both of them were in the second service in SMCC, you know. In the same, in the same service, the lawyers brought their client to the church and after the, the, the service, the, both of them were so touched that they met at the front and they asked me to pray for them and they reconciled. So the lawyer lost their business. But isn't it amazing? Come on, give God a good clap offering. Isn't this pushing back the forces of darkness? How would they know uh, that they will come to the same church, same lawyers, but it's God, you see? Why? Because God is a good God. So I've seen marital conflicts. Children do well. God legacy passed down. Family feuds, wayward children. Yeah, children who have gone wayward and they prayed and they come back. Strong, stronger. Amen. Children, ah, children marry well. You want the children to marry well or not? Huh? Plus tons of grandchildren as well. Family are blessed, right? And, and this is what? Jobs found, business recovery, literally. Business has recovered early. Now, yeah, we have cancer. Look, we, we live in a sin-sick world. We live in a fallen world. Your body decays by the millisecond one. Uh. You will die one day one. Uh. You will suffer diseases one. Uh. But the key is this, not so much, am I sick or not, but my prayer for all of us, including me, is we lift our full lifespan. Time to die, time to die. If it's not time to die, then let's pray that God will prolong your life so that we all live to our full lifespan, correct or not? So it's, oh yeah, but pastor, I got cancer. Look, the key is many cancers are treatable when they are diagnosed early. And we have cases like that. Early diagnosis of cancer and God alerted and the person is healed and they live to the full lifespan. Isn't it amazing? Recovery from COVID. Pastor Lindy said, how many of you know, hey, let's pray for recovery of COVID, right? Would I get COVID? Chances are high. Omicron is very, very infectious. But the key is that you won't go to stage five and four or five, ma. Don't you think so? Actually, it's okay, ma. So let's pray that God will protect us, right? Don't you think so? Look, let's be realistic, okay? Let's be realistic. Look, come on. We have careers, breakthrough. I, I can go on and on. Uh, but the key is this. Forces of darkness have been pushed back from this church. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. 27 years. As we look back on what God has done for us. Wow. It's exactly what Joshua did. God fought for us. God pushed back the forces of darkness from us. And thirdly, it's very, very important. Not only has God given us victories, Joshua said, God given us supernatural victories. Hey, you can have a miracle, you can have an exceptional miracle. Hey, when God bless you, huh? it's not seer, seer, sahaja, huh? He bless you beyond your wildest imagination. So not only does God give you victory, He gives you victory beyond your wildest dream. How do I know that? Joshua said this. One of you routes a thousand because the Lord your God. What does the Lord God your God do? 
fight for you. How can one rout a thousand war? One? Kill one, ma. If you kill ten, good enough. But one rout a thousand. Remember what the Bible says? One will chase one thousand. Two will chase how many thousand? How many thousand? Absolutely right. Is this supernatural? Of course. See, when God gives you the victory, I believe that, if you believe and I believe, now as I talk, uh, some of you, I can really feel the vibe. Sure or not? Sure. Lah. The most important thing is, do you believe or not? Think. Think. Look back in your past, my friend. How has God delivered you? Think. Think with me. Like Joshua did in his final message to the children of Israel and in my message to you this morning. Think. How has God blessed your children? How has God blessed you in your health? How has God blessed you progressively in your family, in your work? Think. And after thinking, thank. So it's actually a thanksgiving message as well, right? So can I encourage you, my friend, like Joshua's final message, what has God done for your life? Thank Him. Thank Him. And then, what should our postures be? I, I just put this up. Because I'm so grateful to God. You know, for SIBK, I'm so grateful, you know. I'm so, so grateful to God. 27 years. And I see this vision come to pass. Lanka, Demi, Lanka. Read this with me. It's okay with you? It's okay one now to remind ourselves at least once a year of the vision of the church. It's okay with you? All right. So are you ready or not? Don't, 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 don't mumble. Huh? All right. Let's read out loud. Shall we do that? And those of you in your, in your home as well, read loud so that your neighbor can hear you. It's okay with you? All right. All right. Let's all read this loud. All right. The vision of our church, because God has fought for us, right? God has driven out the darkness from our church and God will continue to give us huge supernatural victories. Do you believe it? Yes. Come on, let's read this with me. Are you ready? What is the vision of SIBKL? Because God is with us. One, two, three. We are inspired by God to build a strong, excellent, and dynamic church and impact generations. Amen. Come on, let's give God a clap offering. Amen. Not only is it geographical, it's also generational. The vision is not only geographical, but also generational. What then should our postures be for? Number one, love the Lord. Joshua 23, verse 11. Let, let me read this. 
Joshua 23, verse 11, says this. One of you routes a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you just as he has promised. So that's what he did for you, you see. He has fought for you. He has driven out the forces of darkness from your family. Your family are well. Your grandchildren are well. Your business is doing okay. You know what I mean? You're strong. You're healthy. So what do you do? Be very careful to love the Lord your God. In other words, don't take him for granted. It's my right. Who said? I deserve it. No. None of us deserve it. Because God loves you. So be very careful. Our posture should be we love God. We love Him. Because of what He has done for us. Gratefulness must be translated into love. I'll give you a head start. Next week, I'm going to do an overview of Deuteronomy. I'm so excited with that message, you know, honestly speaking, because oh, your Deuteronomy pastor is so dull, one, huh? law, 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 law. No, it's not. It's so exciting. And one thing I found, huh? should I say this to you or not? I will, because you asked already. Thank you for asking. You know, one thing I found, yeah, the most common word if Deuteronomy is law has to be ma, Deuteronomos, second law. Ma. Second time Moses tells the children of Israel before he, he goes off to Mount Nebo to die, second time the law. So clearly, the most important word in Deuteronomy is law. No brainer, right? But this is what I found. Do you know what is also a most common word in Deuteronomy? And this will surprise you. Love. What? Yeah. Interesting. Why? Because law and love must go together. Why? Because if you have law without love, it's just pure legalism. Do this, do this, do this. No love for no very cold. Love without law is license. I can do anything I want now. No boundary lines, man. But law and love is liberty. You want to know more? Come next week. Love the Lord. Love the Lord. I don't know how you love God. Love Him. Lah. Don't take Him for granted. Love Him. Do you know? Do you know? Hi, yo, I wish I could tell you Deuteronomy now. Jesus' greatest commandment. Love the Lord, your God. Come on, let's read together. What is Jesus' commandment? Come on, read with me. The Lord, your God, with all your mind. Where on earth do you think this comes from? Where? Deuteronomy, of course. Jesus was quoting from Deuteronomy. Where else? Love God. Love God. That's the first thing. 
in our response to what He has done for us. Hear my heart, my friend. Hear my heart. I'm not even looking at my notes. Love God. Secondly, obey Him. If you love God, uh, you will obey Him right now. It's not a duty. It's a devotion now. When you love somebody, uh, woman, wife, correct not, you will submit one. Ephesians 5, right? When you love the Lord, you will obey Him. And so, and so Joshua said, obey Him. In a parting verse to the children of Israel, and I say this to you, my friend, Obey the word of God. Don't just hear a Sunday sermon and just go back and live life as if nothing has changed. No. Surely, surely every time you come on a Sunday or a Saturday, something must have touched you. Anna. Somewhere along the line, somewhere in that message, something must have touched you. Anna. Transform law, change law. Joshua chapter 23, verse 6. Be very strong. Be very careful to obey all that is written in the book of the Lord of Moses, Joshua said, without turning aside to the right or to the left. In other words, don't go young, go young. Lah. Don't sway, say, don't be double-minded. Lah. Obey the word of the law. It's very interesting that this is Joshua coming to the end. Do you know that in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, he said the same thing? No, Joshua 1 8, this is wrong. This is wrong. No, this is wrong. Joshua 1 8 is not that. Joshua 1 8 says, Can I read to you the proper real one? Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written on it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Not this one. Right from the beginning, Joshua said, don't let the word of the, of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate, it, meditate on it night and day so that you will be successful. And he said the same thing 24 years later. Obey the word of the Lord. Then you will be prosperous and successful. What kind of success? What kind of prosperity? Material? No, soul prosperity. Do you know that take a lot of things, money cannot buy one, no? Don't you think so? What's the point of having millions and millions and you're sick all the time? What's the point of having millions and millions and you're sad all the time? Hey! Soul prosperity! And you will be prosperous and successful. Blessed is the man that standeth not in the way of the wicked, nor stand us in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the word of the Lord. 
and in His Word. He meditates on it day and night. And He will then be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And He will bear fruit in a season. His leaves will not wither. And whatever He does prospers. Psalm 1, verse 1 to verse 3. You will be prosperous if you delight yourself and obey the word of the Lord. Third posture. So first posture, love the Lord. As I speak this to you, can you contextualize it? Obey His word. And thirdly, hold fast to the Lord your God. And that's what it says in verse 8. You are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. S-I-B-K-L. In other words, please don't give up. Because the danger today is people languishing. Pastor, I got no time. I don't want to look at the screen. I don't want to go to church. I was going to say rubbish, but I won't say rubbish. I will say rubbish. Who said? Man. In other words, the King James Version says, cleave. NLT says, be faithful. The NASB says, cling. The BM says, pegang lah. Pegang lah. In fact, I look at the BM, she's not even pegang lah. It's berpaut lah. What's berpaut lah? Berpaut lah. In other words, pegang, you can lepas. Berpaut tak boleh lepas. You hold fast. You don't let go. For dear life. No, for dear eternal life. You don't let go, my friend. Hold fast. Hold fast. Don't let go. For heaven's sake. That's what Joshua said. I say this to you, S-I-B-K-L. Cleave to God. Hold on to Him for dear eternal life, man. Because the world will want you to let go. The last one. Serve Him. Serve Him with all faithfulness. Joshua's fourth response. He tells the children of Israel as he closed, and I cannot have the worship team on stage. I don't know about you, he says, but as for me, and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I don't know about you, SIBKL, but as for me, for the Chu family, for the Ng family, because my daughter-in-law belongs to the Ng family, we will serve God. Will you serve God? Will you continue to serve Him? You know, yesterday, 
Lady Chu lost her elder sister. She passed away. She's grieving. And as I look at her, my, my sister-in-law, she cannot speak like we do. She can sing, yeah. She's not a high-profile person, but she's very faithful. She would encourage me every time. She's one of my most ardent followers of my sermons. And she will text me and tell me, Wing Chi, good message. I am so encouraged. She's an encourager. She's gone home. She's finished her assignments. She has served the Lord well. What about you? What about you? As for me and my house, we will serve God. You know, it's amazing how at the end of Joshua's life, how does God describe Joshua this way? Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. And after these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord. There is no greater privilege in life than to serve God, my friend. No greater privilege in life. Love Him. Serve Him. He's a good God. And He's worthy of everything that we can give Him. Give Him your very best. Give Him your very best. Let's pray. Oh, Ramanda kata da 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 Shukuri da kata da sandai Oh, ria da 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 Shukuri da kata da mandarai Sikiri di handai All heads bowed, all eyes closed. My friend, let me say this to you. We have only one life. Live for God. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, whether you are here or online, my friend, live for God. Thank God for all the blessings He has blessed you with. Give Him the glory. Don't take Him for granted. Love the Lord. He has fought for you. He has blessed you, your work, your family, your health, your children, your grandchildren, your business, your ministry. What else do you want?
He has given you supernatural victories in your life. Bless you beyond your wildest dreams. And so our response should be love Him. Obey Him. Hold fast. Cling to Him. Cleave to Him. And serve Him. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. I just felt in my spirit, I want to give this altar call to you, not for you to come forward. But if you feel God is saying something to you today, you have been jaded. Something has happened in your life that has disappointed you, maybe by even me by pastors, by church leaders in the past, in the past, by family members, I don't know. But you are here and you are in your home. I want you to stand. By standing, you say to me, no one looking around, Pastor, I want to serve God. Yes, Lord, I want to give my life once again to love again, to love again, to serve one more time. If you want, you just stand wherever you are. No one looking around because you're standing to the Lord. He's a good God, my friend. He's a good God. Those of you at home, you may not want to say, just raise your hands. And let me pray for you. Let me pray for us. I know all of us are standing on the stage. Oh, Ramandakada, in the balcony as well. I want to pray that God will give you a new beginning. That God will give you fresh insights into the future. There is hope. There is a future. He will never fail in His promises for you. Even as you stand, you are affirming the Word of God because the Word of God will not return void unto Him. It will fulfill the purposes for which it was sent. And so today, even as you stand in response to the Word of God, my prayer for you and your family and your business is you will stand still and you see the salvation of the Lord over your family, over your businesses, over your, your finances, over everything, over the church, over our ministry. Oh, Ramanda, Father, in Jesus' name, I see these people standing right in front of me right now, both on the balcony as well as on the floor, and those of you in the home. Father, we stand in faith, believing, oh God, that even in response to your word, Lord, we want to love you, Lord. We want to obey you. Help us to obey you. But sometimes, Lord, we lack faith, even as the, the, the guy said, I believe, help my unbelief. And God worked a miracle and delivered His Son. So even as you stand in faith, you're saying to God, Father, my faith is little. I don't have enough faith, but I have faith in you. And God says to you, all you need is mustard seed faith. How much faith do you have? How much faith do you need? Mustard seed, that's all you need. Oh, Rashandaka, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for breakthroughs in your family. Breakthroughs in your life, breakthroughs over temptations, breakthroughs in all the things that hindered you, so that you are broken free. You are broken free. You are broken free. Oh, Rera Katarado for your family, for your for your for your work, for, for everything, because God wants to bless you. He's a good God. He's a good God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Come on, church, let's all stand. Let's all stand. Shall we do that? Every one of you stand and let's declare the goodness of God over our family. Shall we do that? And as you sing this wonderful song as we close, let's believe it. Amen. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Can I say this to you as I close? Some of you maybe do not even believe that the goodness of God will follow you. Can I say this to you? I prophesied in the coming days, the goodness of God will follow you. You may not be able to see it now, but it demands from you a step of faith, of trust, of belief, that even as you surrender and yield your future to God, God will give you hope. You may not know the future, but you know who holds the future. And the one who holds the future is a good God. I want to believe for you that surely goodness and mercy, we need mercy, you know, will follow you all the days of your life. And you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Stretch your hands with me as we close. Oh, Father, we bless you today. We sense your presence with us. We know, Lord, that you're speaking to every one of us individually, not en masse, not collectively, whether here or or online. And every one of us matter to you. We are not a nameless digit in a sea of faceless people but our names, all our names, are written in the palm of your hands. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. And we want to serve you with all our heart. Love you, Lord, with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, all our minds and to serve you to our dying day. Just spend one minute more before I close and let allow the Spirit of God to minister to your spirit so that when you go home, it's like the fragrance or the perfume of the Lord Jesus Christ. It stays with you. The fragrance of the Lord stays with you. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and your family. May the Lord turn His face towards each and every one of you and your loved ones and always grant you shalom, peace, shalom. In Jesus' precious name, we pray because people say aloud, Come on, let's give God a good clap offering. Amen. 
God bless you. Have a wonderful week.